Welcome to The Force Unscripted. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. Today is going to be the start of part one of our three-part season finale about Obi-Wan the homie. You gotta, you gotta love Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Star Wars fans, young and old, gather round as we embark on a journey through a galaxy far, far away. In the grand tapestry of the Force, there is one figure whose wisdom, courage, and unwavering dedication have left an indelible mark on the hearts of millions. A name whispered in reverence, a hero of the Republic, a mentor to the Chosen One, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan, a name that resonates through the ages, a Jedi Knight whose tale spans from the era of the Clone Wars to the rise of the Empire, a beacon of hope in times of darkness, a guardian of peace in a turbulent galaxy, and just among the Jedi Order, he stands as a paragon of virtue, a master of the lightsaber, and a guardian of justice. From his humble beginnings as a young Padawan under the tutelage of Qui-Gon Jinn, to his role as a wise and battle-hardened Jedi Master, Obi-Wan's journey is one of growth and sacrifice and just absolute unwavering resolve. He's faced the Sith, he's navigated the treacherous politics of the Galactic Senate, and trained the Chosen One, Anakin Skywalker, who would ultimately become Darth Vader, and then Anakin Skywalker again, and then the father, as one podcast member had to so recently admit to anyways. Um, but Obi-Wan is, is more than just a Jedi. He is a symbol of resilience, of the undying commitment to the light side of the Force, and many other things. He's a reminder that in the darkest of times, there is always a spark of hope and a glimmer of possibility. Whether it's facing down Sith Lords, dueling on the molten terrain of Mustafar, or watching over our dear precious Luke Skywalker on Tatooine, Obi-Wan embodies the Jedi Code, living by the mantra, there is no emotion, there is peace. But it wasn't always that way. Man, man's went through some stuff, had, had, some, had some feels for sure, which we're definitely going to get into. So as we dive into the rich history and enduring legacy of Obi-Wan Kenobi, let us remember the hero who walked the path of the Jedi, who stood as a pillar of virtue and whose actions inspired generations. This is the story of a man who, even in exile, remained the guardian of peace and a symbol of hope. This is the story of Obi-Wan, the homie. All right, so, Hunter, you ready? You ready to do this thing? There's a thing and I'm here to do it. That's comforting, I think. I think is that is that is that does that consider comforting? Uh <laughs> don't go weak on me now. Come on, man. Come on, man. All right, so Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh so the way I mean, of course, the force unscripted, we we keep to the nature of the unscripted show, but we're doing three parts, that's for sure. So the way that it's kinda gonna go for you listeners out there is basically for part one, we're gonna focus mostly on like Obi, Qui-Gon, Anakin, like that era, like basically everything up until like the Clone Wars. So like Obi as a Padawan. Then uh, part two, we'll kind of focus on Obi and Annie in their relationship and, and the Clone Wars and all the way up until Order 66. And then the third part, the the finale of the finale, if you will, uh, will be basically post Order 66. So we'll be able to talk about episode four, um, you know, um, the the events of kenobi the show uh so just uh you guys are in for a lot obi-wan is is one of the big names in star wars this is this is name brand star wars stuff like ahsoka ahsoka's like like heb brand stuff like great value brand stuff like you know it's good it's great you know it's not as good as the name brand stuff but it, it can rock with them you know because 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 that's how I feel. I might get a little bit of hate for that. I'm sorry. Don't don't look at me like that, Hunter. I see I see your eye. But yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So uh, one thing that I have always loved about Obi-Wan is his dynamic with other people. Because it's rare, at least in my experience, that you see Obi-Wan who just so absolutely resonates with someone, which is why I think his relationship with Anakin, especially in their like in Anakin's early adulthood and in basically Obi-Wan's prime, they're they're like the bros. Like they're like 
the bros and that that's like the first real person you see him resonate with i mean when you go back and um oh what was her name Satine. Satine. yeah okay okay yeah Satine. that is like you can see some stuff where like they kind of resonate but again obi-wan is like can be very polar in instances with like anyone he's paired with and i think it all starts with qui-gon and i love qui-gon jinn qui-gon is like he's like the jedi hippie like he's just very different and like you're like ah silly qui-gon but he's he's also a badass like qui-gon is is really good um and it's just so funny because him and obi-wan clash so much especially in legends they have a a relationship is one of love you know it's there's nothing but love there but like it's so funny because obi-wan is a padawan criticizing his master at every turn at every turn and it's hilarious and qui-gon had this habit of like picking up waifs and strays which comes to like a peak ahead whatever you want to call it with him picking up anakin on tatooine but like he he has a habit of picking up waves and strays, and it just rubs Obi-Wan the wrong way all the time. All the time. I think that is hilarious. Well, I mean, you know, it's just like, oh, great, another one that I got to take care of and pretend to care about. And It's, uh, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know, it's so funny to me. I love, I love the dynamic of, like, teacher and student where teacher's a dumbass and student is a genius that's kind of how it feels with obi-wan and qui-gon oh so like us what which one am i am i are you calling look, me qui-gon right are you are you calling me qui-gon <laughs> are you telling me that i'm going to get stabbed by a dude wearing pride makeup and yep. die okay straight right, through well, the stomach straight through this you know what that's the source of all of my problems anyway so take me out at the core baby and unlike every other character that gets stabbed through the stomach by a lightsaber, you're the only one who dies. Yeah, that sucks. It's just a I, skill issue. You know, I know it's a small tangent, but talking about that, would that actually kill someone? Because doesn't, like, the wound automatically cauterize, so you'd be, like, kind of okay? At least long enough to, like, get some help? No? Like, with their advanced I mean, society? Quiron really, really just was weak right there. I mean, you get. I mean, unless it like maybe hit like his diaphragm or something, maybe he couldn't breathe. But definitely the back to the back to stuff like regrows skin and whatnot. I mean, it can't regrow like whole limbs, but I mean, the cybernetics are good. Enough. We see uh, what's her face, uh, from the the Mandalorian, um, the sniper. I forget her name now. Um, How do you forget something Mandalorian? I'm honestly shocked. Because she's not a Mandalorian. She's like Boba Fett's uh, secretary. Um, oh, uh, Finnick Shand? Yeah, Finnick. She basically gets like her whole stomach destroyed and Boba's just like, here, have some cybernetics. Voila, new stomach. Qui-Gon was real weak. <laughs> they, just had to, they just had to shit on... You know what? But they, they had to shit on Qui-Gon. If Qui-Gon lives, none of the events of like... I don't think, I don't think Order 66 happens. No. No, because Qui-Gon would have raised Anakin to be his, like, little hippie brother, and exactly. it would have been great. And, you know, that's that's something that I want to talk about, too, because I think because of what you just described, people, like, often shit on Qui-Gon, but Qui-Gon was a badass. If you, like, he was actually a great <laughs> duelist, and I think people forget that, like, his master was Dooku. Homie had hands. Like, Homie legitimately had hands. And in the novelization of episode one, they talk about how like like that you get to see like qui-gon's inner monologue and he's like you know what i know i'm good i know i'm a master but i'm not in my prime anymore you know i'm I'm waning i'm 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 old like i'm an old man and this 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 is like because he doesn't know it's a sith he's like this assassin is in the prime of his life like he's going hard i feel the force within him he's strong like i just i am no match like qui-gon knew and i think that is just kind of poetic in the downfall of everything because everyone knows duel of the fates like that is the like everyone everyone loves that 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 song and and you know shout out john williams obviously but that's that's the thing the the jedi quote unquote win that fight because they quote unquote kill maul but they lose overall in the duel of the fates the faith where qui-gon lives 
Maul is either outed or killed, and Anakin gets the master he needs, or Qui-Gon dies, which is what happens, and then all of the events that follow it just cascade into Cataclysm. And, and like that's, that's the thing. The Jedi win that skirmish, but they lose the war. The, they lose the duel of the fates, the fate where Anakin has to basically bring about absolute destruction is the only the only option that that's the fate that won and i just the 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 poeticism of it is fantastic it's 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 what i love about the deeper star wars story especially when you get to read the books and stuff and and see the novelization of of scenes that you can see playing out in your head like because when you think of the fight with maul and and qui-gon to to know that he is thinking like I'm good, but I'm not. I'm not him. Like I'm not Himothy. He's like I, I'm facing Himothy right now, and plot armor ain't got me this time. Like, and it's just I, I think that one. It was, it was, it was key. It was necessary to get the Obi Wan that we have, but damn, does it suck because that was that was the dad friend that Anakin needed. That was that was him. That was. Who would have made sure that the chosen one would have just been maybe a little bit more like quote unquote left in his Jedi views than the standard Jedi, most of the council at the time. But it's just so impactful for Obi-Wan because I mean, he loses someone who he criticized at every turn, but truly did love like an uncle slash father figure, you know, as, as a mentor also. And it, it, it's, it's, I feel like it, it's what breeds his growing softness for Anakin, which leads to his downfall. Because I feel like Obi-Wan himself truly does embody what, I guess, Yoda and other Jedi Masters had seen through attachment. Because Obi-Wan falls pretty f***ing hard because of his love for Anakin. A lot of things. His love for Anakin made him not out his friend about the love interest with Padme. Him loving Anakin so deeply... And his emotions towards Anakin, he, he maims him. And though he thinks he's dead, I mean, like, he could have made sure he was. Like, that was something that was, I know it's not the Jedi way, but, like, you know that this is your enemy. This is he is a Sith. He even says it. But it's just his love for his brother, his friend, his, his Padawan is ultimately a big downfall of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think that affects him. Because he knows I mean, about emotion. Like, he knows that, like, it's, it's said, like, emotion, attachment, you know, will lead to all this stuff that goes to the dark side. And though Obi-Wan is, never goes to the dark side, I feel like he is definitely tested. It's a test of faith. It's a necessary test know. of faith, too. Yeah, but I don't think Obi-Wan was ever even, like, in danger of falling to the dark side. No, I'm not, and I'm not saying that. Like, I don't, I don't think that. I never, I, I, I never thought he was susceptible. But he is firsthand experiencing pain from attachments which is a tenet of the jedi that he was raised by like no attachments it's just irony to me i yeah but i think he takes the attachment the right way in comparison to anakin's extremism right so oh no i mean i i agree i don't i don't like the fact that the jedi can't bring emotions that's one thing that i love about luke's jedi academy you know like when he reestablishes the new jedi order like attachment is fine i feel like the timing of it Knowing that it's the downfall of the Jedi, knowing that one of their main tenets is no emotion, no attachment, and Obi-Wan has to go through his sin of attachment, the atonement for his sin. I think it's poetic. I, I love the story. You can't tell me you disagree with that. No, but what I was saying was like, yes, the Yoda psychophants are no emotion, no attachment, etc. Attachment, yes, yes, we hear like, oh my gosh, you have to learn to let go, blah, blah, blah. But Obi-Wan did know how to let go. He was definitely like the ideal form of love, per se, because like we saw Anakin, he takes it to the extreme, he gets married, which I mean, none of us see a problem with that. Luke's Jedi Order was perfectly fine. But the fear of like failure, the fear of losing, that kind of thing led, you know, ultimately to Anakin's downfall, where Obi-Wan didn't fear the loss but he did love hard. You know, that's that's how Obi-Wan was. Like we when we see Satine die, like he he's able to let go and move on like he's supposed to. He he's able to, you know, handle his attachments the way they're meant to be handled. I think he does a way better job of it than Yoda tells Anakin to do where Yoda's just like forget it all, you know? Peace out. Don't love anything. No emotion. But the Jedi aren't about 
you can't have peace without some like love like you can't just you can't just be tranquil all the time yoda's yoda's psycho for saying that oh absolutely i mean it's the geimer stick right like he's just he's just batshit crazy because he's old i mean he is batshit crazy but I, I love yoda but i don't love yoda's teachings all the time i mean look at look at mace right like his whole his whole fighting style involves drawing on emotion and the dark side and fighting with passion and, and that's what why you know he's one so of, cool right yeah and he's one of like the best you know lightsaber duelists ever i mean he he claps sidious for a reason clearly there is power and strength in emotion you just can't let the fear you know rule you that's the fear and like the the greed is what leads you know ultimately to the downfall or the fall to the dark side but having love and whatever for other people and peace and all that kind of stuff is is should be perfectly fine and yoda's just too old and he talks you know backwards because he's a thousand years old and he never caught is up it, with the times it, uh, it's back asswards yeah 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 i agree i the only thing that you said that i just kind of it's not that i disagree with because it's it's newer knowledge to me i guess but i don't think obi-wan is good at letting go like you said he's he's good at it i don't i don't think so i think he's been forced into doing it i don't think he's good at it i didn't say he's good at it he i said he's good at managing it or good at handling it you know we you know we record you know we have audio like you know this is recorded You're yeah but i'm not saying but i'm not saying he's good at word. Just, he's good at being a jedi all right he's good <laughs> at following what a jedi should be he just he follows Master Yoda a little too much, you know? He just believes in his, his old green grandpa a little too much. We see we see Qui-Gon fall. Yes, he, he goes ham on Maul, but, like, he is able to move on and, you know, take on his master's final wishes, which was to train Anakin. And when Satine dies, he is able to, you know, handle his shit and move on. And even when they're like, we can't be together, even though he... He did say if you had asked, I would have left the order, but he moved on after that because obviously he didn't leave the order and then she died and he handles his shit and it was Maul that killed her and he still didn't fall to the dark side or anything like that. And then Anakin's, you know, going crazy, killing children and he's like, I'll do what I got to do, man. I love you like a brother, but let me just cut off your limbs and dump you in a lava pit and then think you're dead for the next 10 years. You say yeah, that as sucks. if you wouldn't do that to a brother. I would absolutely do that to Brick 3PO in a heartbeat. Brick 3PO, your limbs yeah. are mine. Bathe in lava. Brick 3PO knows how to use a saber staff. Good luck. You know, he, he's able to, to let go. That, that's his... He, he does embody what it means to be a Jedi. Whereas Qui-Gon was more like an Altus kind of Jedi. He was a, he was a Jin Altus or a, a Callisto Masan kind of Jedi. I'm glad you mentioned that because that brings me into like another kind of point that I wanted to talk about, which is like the dynamics of the Jedi at the time, like in the time period, I think thinking of, and I, I know people try to avoid politics and stuff, but I, I just, I, I like, I see, I see in my head the parallels and I talk about them because I think they're interesting. But like, if you think about the Jedi council, it's kind of like the Senate in, in the, in, in America, you'll notice that like Qui-Gon Jinn, Quinlan Voss. And there's a couple of other ones too that are more leftist, like they're they're more like loose, or, or they they allow like the bending of the rules. And then you have the these other ones like I say Kiati, Luminara, that are more traditional, more more conservative. Like honestly, more Luminara honorable. is very conservative. Luminara yeah. would, would sacrifice her a print her padawan just you know yeah, to get so, the job done. So like there's there's this dichotomy that's sort of there, and I think it's an interesting space where Obi Wan exists because if you think of well, the way that I like try to relate it is that if you think about like the right side, if you like just for example, it would be something like the Mitch McConnells of, of the Jedi Council. And then you have, like, the other side, which is more like the, the AOCs of the Jedi Council, you know. But then you have, like, a middle ground with Obi-Wan, I feel. He's more of, like, a centrist. Like, I don't have, like, a really good centrist example because I, I don't really, like, know many famous centrists, I guess. But um, he's kind of, like, almost an independent party sometimes. Like a, like a Bernie Sanders, maybe. Because, like... He is, 
he does lean more conservative. I will say that. So I guess it's bad to use Bernie, but because he, he does. I was about to say that was a horrible yeah. example. Yeah, I'm, 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 I don't know where you're going with this. Huh? No, I just think I don't know where you're going with this. I'm just saying, like he he has more centrist. I'm getting to the point though. Um, he has more, like I feel like of a centrist Jedi view from those two extremes, like. He will, he, he does tend to lean towards the will of the council and tries to embrace it. But there are times that we see where he doesn't, he goes, he, he doesn't go full off the rails, but he has to improvise. And I feel like he is basically kind of like a middle ground in that aspect. Like, I feel like he gets his teachings, you know, like his, his straight to the books teachings from the Jedi Council, the Jedi Masters who trained him when he was a Padawan, and he gets his subjective kind of agent of socialization in Qui-Gon, which alters kind of how he views, because up until Qui-Gon's death, you know, he had criticized him, he still loved him, but then, like, afterwards, and especially in Legends, I don't know if, if this holds true for canon, so I could be wrong, but he reminisces about his memories with Qui-Gon, like, ah, master, now I see why you did this, ah, master, what would you do here? Like, that kind of stuff. And he tries to let the Qui-Gon in him come out sometimes. I just feel like because of elements of his indoctrination as a traditional Jedi, oftentimes the more conservative towards the Jedi Council side wins. Thoughts? I mean, fair, because he lost his master who was the, like, aloof let's have a little bit of fun kind of master. And even though Qui-Gon became a force ghost, he wasn't able to actually communicate with Qui-Gon until after he fought Vader the second time. Well, kind of technically the third time, but the second the second middle one doesn't count because he just got his ass whooped. That was like a one-sided beatdown. But uh, he wasn't able to, to actually talk to, to Qui-Gon as a force ghost until he had like learned to accept both sides of himself the the love and everything that he had for anakin but also the teach like the the force he had to i mean it was accepting the force the force the will of the force the way of the force you know meditation self-reflection that kind of thing rather than just wallowing in self-pity sure yeah he's a he's a centrist i mean are who are we comparing like i mean okay we're ba- back I to just, this example. No, no, I just no no no, 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 no back to no we're going no, back no, no, to this no 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 no, 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 no. Pause, pause you know pause, we record this sir. you know sir. we record oh, this oh, I know not I <laughs> we're going back pause, we're going back pause pause no nope, you cannot not pausing. No, no, pause pause no no you cannot blame me for my random ADHD memory association that helps me appreciate Star Wars because I can compare it to the that we have to experience today leave me alone I said it was bad okay. I just it, it made sense yeah, in my head. I just like to going talk. back anyway. So so who's no, your Mitch don't. McConnell? Who's your it's, no? Okay, because Obi Obi Wan's the. Let me say something. I don't know people on the Republican side of Congress who speak. Mitch McConnell is just the turtle that I see on Twitter. That I just it just popped into my name. I know he's a Republican. It was just for a metaphor. It was a joke. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. So who's your AOC? I. Look, I just, that's someone who I know who's Democrat, leave me alone. I didn't want to say Nancy Pelosi. Jeez. God. Anyway. I'm too busy yeah, on the um, Galactic Space Senate. I can't, I can't be bothered with our Senate. The Galactic so, Senate more, more fun. The thing about Obi-Wan is he saw, he watched what happened to Qui-Gon. I, this is my, my interpretation because... I haven't read all the novelizations of the movies, so I don't have that kind of like, you know, insight into what Qui-Gon was thinking. However, we do see like Obi-Wan is definitely critical of his master. He's definitely more reserved, more um, straight and narrow, I would say. And he sees what the aloofness gets Qui-Gon in the end, and it gets him stabbed through the stomach and dead. And, you know, that may not be like... No, false. Sorry, I have to interject. False. Qui-Gon only lost that fight because he was old. Not because of his aloofness. I, I want that, I want okay, that I'm, specified. I'm, I'm talking about this from Obi-Wan's perspective, okay? Because Obi-Wan can't read Qui-Gon's mind, all right? He doesn't know that Qui-Gon is thinking, oh shit, I'm old, my knees are weak, and this guy's arms are heavy. Okay, fair. I'll give you that. Okay, I'll concede. I'll concede. 
So he just sees his master meditate in a little laser prison thing in you know outside of some reactor and then get himself stabbed through the stomach because instead of focusing on the fight, he was meditating. And Obi-Wan pulls up, gets the high ground, uh, and then cuts this dude in half. Anyway, so Obi-Wan sees that like Qui-Gon's way was it was it was a way, but it didn't, you know, in the end get him it didn't it didn't work for Obi-Wan, clearly. That that's kind of what I'm getting at. And so after Qui-Gon's death, he kinda went his own straight and narrow path instead of, you know, following the more aloof teachings that, that Qui-Gon was was aspiring to. And honestly, I think if Dooku had instead trained Obi-Wan, that would have been an interesting fellow. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that. But I, I wanna I, I wanna interject one more time on a on a, a point you just made too. I don't agree with the assessment that because he does end up adopting so much stuff from Qui-Gon into his like his form and his his being like sure, you live with somebody for like 10 years you're gonna pick up some yes, of their habits but like more that's, so, that's... but more so but more so than that like it has to do with Qui-Gon was was a radical Jedi because well not a radical Jedi well yeah, I guess he's kind of radical because he was, he radical. was so he was so in tune Super to rad. the living force, the living force, which is the element of the force that the Jedi had become so weak in. And that's why Qui-Gon was just built different. And that's something that Obi-Wan very much so learns to do into his like adulthood towards like, especially towards the ending of the Clone Wars. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I'm a- saying. No, yeah. no, even no, it was way after that because it wasn't until, like I said, that's what I'm getting at. He couldn't see Qui-Gon. He couldn't uh, communicate with Qui-Gon's force ghost until he ac- accepted the force. That's what I'm saying. At. After Qui-Gon okay. died, he kind of he kind of went away from that path. He went away from trusting more in the force and he trusted more in the teachings of the Jedi Temple. That's where I'm sorry. I'm, I have ADHD too. All right. I'm jumping all over the place. So that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> all right. That's that's what I'm saying. Once he embraced the force, once he learned to like accept and let you know let it in, let him guide him, then he's able to communicate with Qui Gon. Then we he we see how he is in uh, A New Hope when he's basically Qui Gon 2.0, right? Pulls up on the Death Star. He's like, let me just go chuckle in this you know reactor <laughs> room and turn off the engines. Like, oh look, Vader. Come on, buddy. Like, when strike I, me I, down. I still... I'm sorry. I, I'm a heckler, man. Not, when it comes to Star Wars, I gotta heckle. It, it, like, I still don't agree with that. I think maybe, like, you can say he definitely leaned more towards the Council stuff after Qui-Gon's death. But I think that he still was in the mindset of that changing. At least we have, like, read, read stuff about Obi-Wan basically using Anakin like Anakin just reminds him of Qui-Gon all the time and he always talks about that and he adopts stuff that he learns through experiences with Anakin which I think is still the Qui-Gon in him like it's it's not that he lean he leans more towards them he's doing both but he, well I guess okay you can't say he leans more towards he's doing both of them but he's just doing more of the the Jedi Council stuff is is the point I'm trying right. to make yeah he okay I we we don't disagree here I, I know. I know. Like I said, I just... you live with somebody long enough, like you're gonna pick up their habits, you're gonna see them in the things that they used to do, the memories, the nostalgia, that kind of stuff. If Anakin was nostalgic for him in that way, then yeah. I mean you are. You are gonna, you know, treat him a little bit differently, treat him with that, you mm-hmm. know, similar kind of attitude, right? That that's 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 fair. But yeah, eventually like he's like, Oh, I, I just have to trust in what my master taught me which was trusting the force and what do you know voila force ghost time so i want to pick your brain a little bit here i got i got like i got i got two questions technically the first one which answers as long as you need what do you think anakin's future turns out like if he is able to be trained by qui-gon jinn to to knighthood essentially what do you think happens well my friend he goes to mortis the father says yo take my place and anakin (laughs) says call me what's up <laughs> I knew, I knew that this is where this was going. Like I knew, I knew. I was like, I'm gonna get myself into some. Shit. That's why I was like, yeah, take as much time as you need, because I, I knew it. I 
we've seen in the ahsoka show we've seen anakin he's the father now like we we've kind of agreed that that's how it is right he is now the balance and again that's after he learned to like accept all the parts of him accept the force same deal with obi-wan here different path but like same kind of deal right if he had worked with qui-gon he would have hit that path 30 years ago it just would have been the fast track to being the chosen one fulfilling the destiny because Qui-Gon really would have, you know, led him in the right direction. And when the the choice came and if Qui-Gon was there instead of Obi-Wan or even if both of them were there, it doesn't really matter. At Mortis and Anakin was given the opportunity to balance the Force to become, you know, part of the Force, Qui-Gon would have pushed him to do that. I Qui-Gon would have said, you know, this is Absolutely. your choice, but but I believe this might be, you know, this is your destiny. This is what this is what you were born to do. And, you know, that's that was totally Qui-Gon's. He would have he encouraged him, you know. Whereas Obi-Wan's just kind of like, uh, this is not in the Jedi Bible, let me tell you. I, I just, I, I absolutely agree. I, it's the, it's just the, it's the fact that he was so, so in tuned to uh, the living force, a, a true force Jesus. So I, well, no, force Jesus is, I guess, I guess he was force John the Baptist. He had to die. And then Force Jesus came, but they got to see each other because they were cousins. But sorry, look, I told you I gotta relate. I gotta relate it to something else for brain to go. Brrr, you know, it's, it's how it works. I'm sorry. So there's a scene from Episode Two: Attack of the Clones where Obi Wan is in the the temple library, right, and the archives, and he's talking to Jocasta, right? Yeah, the, the, the most badass idiot. librarian in the world or in the galaxy. Yeah. Yes. Except, yeah. except she's stupid, and Shut he's up. like, "Hey, hey, where, where this planet?" And she like, "It not in archive, not exist, no possible." That's how I view the 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 Jedi the Jedi way. It's like, oh, not written in book, must not be a valid. Like that little that little interaction is really funny to me, where she's just saying that, and Obi Wan's mm -hmm. like, "Huh, <laughs> okay." He's like, "Huh, okay." Let me go ask Yoda. Like immediately, he's like, "Let me go, let me go ask this old senile." F All right, you know, you, I I gotta blame you. You got me thinking about Obi Wan trained by Dooku now. Like, could you imagine the <laughs> lightsaber combat? Right, right. But could you also imagine how I feel like Obi Wan would have turned out so jaded, like he because he he would have gone with Dooku when Dooku left. Like he would have yes. ended up under Palpatine. Dooku, Dooku could have turned Obi-Wan. Yeah, if Dooku yes. was Obi-Wan's master, I, yes, Dooku, I, I see it. Dooku could have turned yeah, Obi-Wan. Yeah, see, okay, okay, I'm glad you see what I'm seeing, because, like, I, I, that, and, that's, that's what I thought you were hinting at when you said it would be dangerous. Yeah, it would, because, because, like, think about it, Obi-Wan is one of the only Jedi in the last however many years, thousand years, to not only beat and kill one Sith, but two Sith. And he beats Asajj multiple times. He beats Grievous ass. He's so good. He's he's yeah. a G. And he does eventually actually kill Maul, you know, the you know, properly by cutting him in half the other direction. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a bad joke, but I give it a ten out of ten. <laughs> like Obi Wan is the only person beating the Sith until Luke comes along. I mean, yeah, sure, Anakin, like, helps him. You know, Anakin beats Dooku. But at that point, Dooku was... Dooku was, like Qui-Gon, past his prime at that point. But, but yeah, like, Obi-Wan beats Maul. And Maul was very powerful, very skilled with yes. the Saber Staff. And also, we know from reading, like, for instance, the Bane trilogy, that an advantage of the Saber Staff is that people didn't train against it so that it was when they fought against it, it was hard for them to counter it and actually scared them into making mistakes because they didn't know how to fight against it. So not only did Obi-Wan beat Maul, but he beat Maul using a saber staff, which is pretty freaking hard. And I fought, you know, Brick-3PO when Brick-3PO has a saber staff. And let me tell you, I'm terrified every time. I'm backing up he's... and tripping over myself to get away from that man. He's just standing there menacingly. So, he, you know, he beats Maul. And then, at the prime of Obi-Wan's power, well, not the prime, I'd say the prime is when he beats Anakin the second time, but, or, I'm sorry, Vader the second time. But he beats Anakin basically at the height of his, you know, power, pretty, pretty, you know, 
easily. I'm going to say, you know, that fight looked, you know, hard and definitely hard fought, but pretty much the whole time Anakin's holding, or sorry, Obi-Wan is holding back, like, because he doesn't want to kill his brother, right? That's uh, that's something that I'm, I'm going to be heavy on for the next part that we have uh, for the show, uh, because... Oh, sorry if I'm jumping ahead here. No, 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 it's, it's, it's okay, it's, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, trust me, um, but... When we do start talking about like the Clone Wars and Episode Three stuff, I mean, I'm gonna you're gonna hear me gush. I'm absolutely going to gush because that is that is like my favorite period in the in the Obi Wan series. But I don't want to get off track, so um, I want to bring us back to a couple of because uh, uh, I did have one more question for you uh, with your ADHD ass going all off on tangent. You forgot? Ah, see, I see. Uh huh. Uh huh. I see. What I and it's a it's a bit of a weird question, I guess, and that is. It's about Obi-Wan's quote-unquote obligation to train Anakin. Like, and, 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 and I want to split this question into, like, two other parts, which I'm going to take my, I'm going to give you my take on it first, and then I want to hear yours. If Obi doesn't train Anakin, who would? And what is the pressure of Qui-Gon's death and his decision to train Anakin? And so I'm okay. going to start it off, so for, for the no, first I, part. I need to speak. I need to speak no, before I leave. I, I already, no, no. But, I no, told no, I you I got talking, ADHD. I already, okay, go, go, go. Even though I said I'm going to answer first, but, you know, I guess. No, go. I need it. I got a point. I got to say it now. Okay, so go. Uh, if if Obi didn't train Anakin, nobody trained Anakin except Sheev. Okay, Sheev was yoinking that kid right then and there because none of them wanted to train Anakin. They said he was too old. Yoda was like, <clears throat> get out, you must. And then... <laughs> freaking mace over here was like no kid you're too old I i'm peace you know no beggars in this temple and so nobody is training anakin Sheev's gonna pick him up because you know Sheev is still very charismatic and he knows that anakin uh is born of no fault he knows he knows the prophecy of course so he's gonna know that that anakin is gonna be powerful he can probably feel the force from you know galaxy away from that kid so that that was my my thought on that one. I'm sorry. You can go now. I'll I'll answer the other part of the question after you go. No, no, don't just just go. No, because I'm gonna need you to repeat the question because I I forgot the second half already. See, fuck you. This is why you should have let me go first. You're doing fine. No, that I had to go. See, I already forgot the second part already. Like my train of thoughts are. You gotta go. All right, hear me out. Hear me out on this on on who I think should trade Anakin if, if Obi-Wan does it. What, do you have a guess on, on what I'm thinking? I want to see what you like what you think I think before I say it. Let's see. We've got your favorite lightsaber, Depa Balaba. We've got Psychopath Luminara. We've got Key with his big head. We got there was no way Mace was training this kid. Beep 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 we have a winner. That that yes. Dude I want I that's what I want. I want Mace? him I want Mace. Because I think that gives Anakin his outlet. I think Vopit is the answer. I really do. So am I... Like, think... think okay, first off, think about a Vopit Anakin. Like, that's insane. Second, it's a way for him to channel his emotion, which is what he's struggling with. So why not better than the person who also has the same f***ing struggle is just a sexy chocolate black man. Like, that's, that's plus five. And then it's just... I just think he's he's the one. He's the one that should have trained Anakin. He he just is. Like it just makes so much sense. Like just think they would just talk each other constantly. It would be back and forth and back and forth. Or e either that or the hard extreme where, you know, Mace Windu being number 2 at the time is just like not cut the out and and puts Anakin in line. Either way, I think that the answer to Anakin's frustrations built out is him not being able to take it out in an art form that he excels at. Do you know how like he's a, he's a, he's an emotional teenager, okay? Every emotional teenager, my gamers out there, when you are play, can play a video game and you know you can play it good and do it well and have a great time do you not do it like i just feel like you're so much and you're so much calmer when you're playing your video games no you chilling you jay chilling and you beating ass anakin would have was the answer mace windu that's no no one else he my opinion is he was too old to start training with Vopit because he he already had the like attachments that mace as like when i mean i 
I haven't read like a Mace biography, you know, but Shatterpoint, you, you have the game, read the book. You, I do have the game. And and I um, wrong. Wrong by the way. I think wrong because the the Karunai, the people that that Mace Windu are, the, like the, his race, like they they all start training like they have it from birth, but they do wait till they're like kids and stuff to like train with it and and they even though it's like inherently in the dark side of the forest, i feel like that puts anakin in an advantage when you know the story of the coronai and, and and their innate connection to the dark side like that's something you learn in in shatterpoint is that mace windu comes from these people that are bred from the kind of it's 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 the black it's the african equivalent to like the dathomiri people it's they're just the black dark side force users like literally they're all just beautiful chocolate men and women just doing dark side things naturally. It's I think that's beautiful. I think that works for Anakin. He's literally the one white kid invited to the cookout. Like I think it could have been something special. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> look, just that's it, okay. It, okay, no, no pause. Let me have fun. Let me have fun with my hypothetical, please. Okay, please. and let me argue it. Let me argue oh my, it. You why? want you want why? viewership? Let me argue it. All why? right. Look. You said what they're born with you? it, all why right? You, why Maybe you, it's why Maybelline, all right? What? Maybe they're born with it, okay? You are crushing my dreams in front of me, and I have to watch it. I just have to watch it. I have to listen to it, too. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. You see, because le- le- maybe they're born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Anakin is Maybelline. Mace is born with it, all right? But, that's Anakin's got to wear the makeup. It's just how it is, all right? Going back to our who's your favorite twink. But um, no, no, hold on. But my... <laughs> My analogies, my my comparisons are weird, but you just said maybe it's Maybelline? F*** you, Hunter. What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it wasn't meant to make very much sense at all. Are you, um, like, are you just making fun of me? Mockery is the sincerest form of flattery, I guess. Well, uh, you know, I do I do respect you. So, uh, like, no, but... Lies! But uh-huh. Let's... let's you know what I'm. You know what I'm about to do though, you, you because we start talking do. about training with it as children. You know where I'm gonna go with training child. You know children to. Okay. You know what? I see your face. I'm. I'm watching you too. I see your camera. I know where you live. Oh, you do. <laughs> but um, no, because if if your whole people is you know born and raised with this connection, right? Your it's part of your culture to to learn that right. It's part of your Hunter. culture to train in that. Hunter, I, Hunter, um, Hunter. Oh no, he is literally Force Jesus. It does not matter. Jesus. It does not. So then your point is moot. It does not matter. Jesus can do all things. I I I've heard the Christians speak. Ah uh, yeah, stuck, stuck. What can you say? I just don't think Vapid was. <laughs> the move for anakin okay and i do so no because i think no i think because he's too strong in the force to be to be pulling like that all right then who better than to the number two guy of the force at the time to help him hello like he's not just a master number you mean the number two narcissist okay okay i don't think that mace windu is a narcissist the whole Jedi Order is just a, a what's the word I'm looking for here? A, a poster child for narcissism. All right, poster child I... for looking in the mirror and thinking you're awesome. No, that's not Mace Windu. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, he he looks in the he looks in the mirror and is awesome. I agree, but that's not Mace Windu. You need to go read Shatterpoint. Go have a, go have a good time. You're welcome. I know you can power through books. I'm still on this point, uh, and I'm gonna oh, keep arguing it until God. we're done here. No, so it's, it's I, never no, going because, to end. I'm never going to agree. I've thought about. I this don't a think lot. Mace. Wa- I don't think Mace was a, a good choice. First of all, I, Mace I, was okay, the look, strongest look. voice in the the Jedi Council, arguing against Anakin being trained. There's but no way he turns around he, and says, "You know what? I got you, homie. Let me teach you the super OP matter. power that draws okay, on the dark stop, side stop. when I'm already afraid of you falling to the dark side." It okay. Look, it does not matter because one. If it's the will of the council, which it was decided it was, and he was still picked, he would. Like, I mean, like, he, he would have to do it. He he wouldn't, he wouldn't, I mean, even if he was against it, he would still have to do it. It's an order. Second, you're, I'm asking you, if Obi-Wan doesn't, who is the best choice for him? And it's, it's definitely Mace Windu. No shot, it's not. Mace Windu would know all the little tricks on how to handle the dark side, how to handle those deep, dark emotions. 
I think that that Mace was being a to Anakin because he didn't want this kid in his order. Like that, I understand. But like, if if told to train, he would because of who he was, he would uphold what his duty is. And I think he he would have to because he would see it and he would know he was seeing it because he's trained in it. I I just think that the the, the question is if. If Obi-Wan doesn't train Anakin, who is the best? Okay, sure you think that Mace Windu is b a bad choice, but who is better? I think they're all f***ing bad choices, but the guy who knows how to handle the dark side is probably the best one to help your chosen one avoid the f***ing dark side. That doesn't make sense. Yes, it how does. We... No, because... The, because, the, okay. because, because... I know, I know it's just the phrasing you use there, but like... The guy draws on the dark side when he fights. That is not avoiding the dark side in okay. any way. I understand that, but it's it's how you gain mastery of it, though. You have to go through it. It's it's why it's one of the reasons. It's one of like one of my one of my tenets that I hold high for Star Wars lore, especially when you think about legends, is the fact that the best Force users in the galaxy have always been those who are trained in both sides those who know about both sides luke revan point blank period those people i think that just the the background that we have him being forced jesus literally the force holy spirit impregnated shmi skywalker and forced jesus was born i think that you, you're not giving him enough leeway for how important that would be in the overall scheme of things too because now if he has mastery over the dark side he can avoid it but now that he has mastery over the dark side and the light side how better to manage the brother and the sister like i don't understand why you are disagreeing with me on this this makes no sense based on what you like you you're arguing for argument's sake i swear it's a little bit of both i disagree with you and i'm arguing because it's fun man man i don't deserve this i pay taxes i do it of my own accord like, I'm a good person, I swear. Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. What's the second half of the damn question? How do you think the pressure of the decision affected Obi-Wan and the decision itself? Like, so for him to train Anakin, that is. So, like, do, do you think that the, the like, basically, what does Qui-Gon's death in the grand scheme of things make you think about Obi-Wan's decision and pressure to follow through with the training of Anakin? We've seen this in countless, countless stories. Your your homie dies and his final wish is for you to blah, 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 whatever. And then you spend your whole life trying to, you know, live up to that blah, 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 because your homie was the realest one there was, right? We see that so many times in, in media. So I, there was definitely a lot of pressure. And the fact that we know that Qui-Gon's a force ghost and he's just sitting there watching Obi-Wan this whole time. I know Obi-Wan didn't know that, but but can you just imagine he didn't train Anakin and Qui-Gon is just following him for like the rest of time, just shaking his head like with his arms crossed, like <laughs> there was always a bigger fish, man. You should have gone for the fish. Like <laughs> I mean <laughs> there was absolutely pressure. Um <laughs> and my back to my point for your first half of this question. He oh, couldn't have known. No, 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 I'm not arguing anymore. But he <laughs> couldn't, he couldn't have known that the Jedi Council would still accept the training of Anakin after Qui-Gon if he didn't step up to the plate. Because they were very adamant that they didn't want him to be trained. And Qui-Gon was like, I will train the boy. It's fine. Like, don't worry. So there was hella pressure because now Anakin's, you know, been told, like, I'm going to be trained. I'm going to be a Jedi. This is awesome. And then Obi-Wan going to turn around and be like, sorry. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the order definitely probably. Can you, hold on. Can you make that sound again, please? <laughs> what are you doing? What do you what mean? What is that? What is that? <laughs> Do it again. Mm. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm getting that. Uh, you know what? No, that's staying in the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm Thank you. Have a uh, but day. anyway, you're welcome. But um, they're, yeah, they're just gonna be like, and eh, no, uh, no thanks. Uh, you know, he doesn't know. He has no clue if they're gonna if they're gonna train Anakin or not. So yeah, he definitely was very pressured, not only from his master's final wishes, but also from the fact that he, there's no guarantee that Anakin would then have a good master. So he's trying to step up to the plate. He's also still a teenager at that point, right? He's like 18, 19. So still a very impressionable age. 
uh, and he's just been given a directive by this really old guru um, that he smokes weed with in the back room and like his last words were like bro you gotta train that kid and then uh the jedi you know the jedi temple who's like whoa we don't we don't you know we don't smoke that here uh he has no clue if they're gonna accept that kid anyway that was an analogy for you to understand you you you're, you're just missing missing the mark on these today sir i'm sorry that'll be 34.99 i take cash all major cash apps venmos sell 34.99 brother no that was terrible come on you pay me for that i one. bought you i bought you pizza you bought me pizza i don't know you nothing when did you buy me pizza oh you did buy me pizza my bad all right. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for being here for the show today. This has been part one of the Obi-Wan Kenobi season finale. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you so much for watching. And be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, most major podcasting platforms, really. And be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Force Unscripted, as it is on the podcast. And... We will see you guys on the next episode. May the force be with you and have a wonderful day. Today's episode goes out in dedication to the loving memory of Emma Stewart, Hunter's grandmother, who passed before this episode could be released. I lost my grandmother earlier this year, and it was it was tough. And I know from just talking to Hunter that his grandmother, like mine, was very loving and supportive of our enjoyment of Star Wars and helped form us to the men we are today, having fun on this podcast. And so, again, this episode goes out to her enduring spirit and the brightness that she shined on Hunter's life. She will continue to guide us through the Force as a luminous star in this cosmic tapestry of our shared emotions and love for such a great sci-fi series. So, in proper Mandalorian fashion, Hunter and I have one final send-off. Ni sukoi gar kiradish, ni partaili gar In Mandalorian, this is a daily remembrance of those who have passed on. It means I'm still alive, but you are dead. I remember you, so you are eternal. And that is one of the most beautiful things in Mandalorian culture, in my opinion. We'll forever remember you, Bob Weir.